2: Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with Executive Director Cooper. <laughs> that's it, just Cooper. The rest of us are incidental. <laughs> oh, that's changed. <laughs> since I yes, left. Since you, yes.
0: We're now a podcast about Brooke. Uh... <laughs> brookside by the way is yeah oh, i'll fill you in later oh, it. it's
2: fun oh, nightmare i've only watched one episode this week <laughs> <laughs> well before we make a start on your are people even emailing anymore lucy no no
0: no that's okay. all stopped as well okay. they're now doing that's... video calls and we're being filmed right now
2: <laughs> oh my god let's have a recap of what happened this week in brookside
0: this week in ambridge was brought to you by amateur detectives <laughs> Detective Vince Casey has done far more than the police and narrowed the dog attack criminal down to a man called Marky. Quite sweet, that, isn't it? Maybe well, he's okay. in a gang with Kevy and Stevie. Vince kept using the word scumbags with relish and a touch of nostalgia, I think. <laughs> Ed suddenly realised that they hadn't done anything about the tree surgery, so Emma told him about mountains, but Ed couldn't follow it and got a bit fixated on sandwiches. Emma spent a lot of time talking about how to climb a mountain and going base camp to base camp, but she adopted a somewhat peculiar conversational style by looking at him loftily from the top of the mountain and then telling him how she got there. She said, (laughs) We should do this. And he said, we can't do that. And she said smugly, I've already done it. Ed, as always, looked at her as if she was a cycling hedgehog and was tremendously impressed. The rest of the Grundies were also awestruck by Emma's acumen, apart from Will, who thought he should chip in based on the fact that he's fallen out with the entire village at some stage or another and been forcibly removed from several jobs. But he does have a thumbstick and a cynical attitude, which obviously makes him a seasoned farmer. Natasha was deeply miffed that Emma had dealt successfully with Miles as she does the big ball negotiations. Thank you very much. It was a bit of an emotional rollercoaster week for Natasha, largely because she kept listening to old blokes who didn't know what they were on about. Vince tried to persuade her to cover the walls with cowhide, which means the tea room is one step away from having Emma and Fallon in gingham blouses and Stetsons. Tony got all carried away with the idea but did no research at all because bridge farm. So after they'd removed it from the cows, realised he couldn't actually find anywhere to tan it for him. He thought he'd found somewhere local, but he realised it wasn't going to work when the woman on the phone asked him if he wanted to book in for waxing and lash extensions as well. Natasha kept talking about getting their hides tanned, and I think there are quite a few people who would like to see most of Bridge Farm getting their hides tanned. It was quite a Vincey week. Having not been seen in the village for months, Elizabeth and Vince are in and out of that pub like mice in a grain store the next thing will be Elizabeth thinking Vince is having an affair with Jolene as he keeps yeah. diving into the stock cupboard with her every two minutes not only that but Elizabeth popped in to tell Jolene that she didn't have time to pop in and took so long doing it she made herself late if they carry on like this Jolene will take out a restraining order Lizzie trailed Jolene to Tesco and told her she didn't have time to do that either so she left and then Jolene bumped into Marky who'd popped in for some hummus so they had a up and a coffee as well it's nice my favourite bit of the week was the amazing archer's response at last he's found somewhere to fit in i never thought it might be an abattoir (laughs) i don't know why they always give elizabeth and auntie cardboard the acorn antiques lines i think they save them up for them tony was suffering from anxiety after his drunken and rather sweet birthday in the pub but harry was suffering no such thing Harry was suffering from alcoholism and privilege, so that's a winning combination. Fallon, who seems hell-bent on spending as little time as possible in her own home, asked for a sleepover at Alice's to prevent her going to Carlisle, and Alice agreed readily, probably because she'd read up about Carlisle. In an episode which began with the whole of Twitter hearing the 999 theme tune in their head and Michael Burke's ominous voice saying... We all want to save money, but should an abattoir owner and a pseudo barman be shinning up lampposts to rewire outside lights? David and Vince got competitive about their toolboxes, which was rather cute, especially the climb down when it became evident, even to each other, that they didn't know what they were on about and should under no circumstances be doing anything involving electrics or indeed made up bracket types. And we ended the week with what I suspect may be the end of Harrisman's career in the police force. I reckon Mom's surname will turn out to be Chilcot Inquiry, and harassment will get the boot. Why on earth he couldn't just tell a colleague, I don't know, but we'll put that in the (laughs) huh bucket, along with why Marky is actively drawing attention to himself with Jolene and about seven million other incomprehensible storylines. But the big news is that the Cain and Abel storyline appears to have been put to bed and William, after a chat with Nick, is going to lend Ed and Emma the money. I suspect it's so that when Ed inevitably saws off the branch he's sitting on and Emma is widowed, Will will be right in there. But who knows? At the very least, it means Ed and Emma will be cheerful for two months at least. Spring is in the air, chainsaws are buzzing, and there's a Grundy reprieve. The end.
2: Oh thanks for making sense of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was quite a, a lot, lot of, of it. I but why?
0: But um, yeah.
2: <laughs> there was also a lot to chuckle at, wasn't there? <laughs> there was a lot of quite sweet, wasn't there? Yes, quite
0: sweet, quite and sweet and, some and of quite it hilariously ledicrous. unintentionally <laughs> ridiculous. I did uh, that that line. Though, was,
2: yeah, yeah, go on. I'm so,
0: I'm so glad he's finally found something that suits him. I just never thought it'd be an abattoir. That was straight out of Victoria. That because, was
2: absolutely absolute lift. It's because our beloved Elizabeth delivers everything so earnestly. <laughs> but you know, d- deep down, she's like having a right old giggle inside.
0: I also liked it when, I can't even remember who it was, someone said to her something about, Does Vince mind? And she said, Oh. Eh. No, don't worry about him. <laughs>
1: He'll do as oh, he's
2: don't told. Worry Thank him, you. Don't worry about him, Jolene. Don't worry about him, Jolene. And don't worry, dear yeah, David Vince, I don't care if you go no. and electrocute yourself. You think that Elizabeth would be Since having a somewhat sensitive yes (laughs) died while going to basically fix some electrics on the roof. Yep. She didn't she was like, Yeah, whatever, I think it's a really good idea actually that you just save save 150 pounds (laughs) on getting an electrician out. Yeah, go 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 kill yourself, guys. Me and Jelena are, are going on another big shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was so ridiculous. So
2: shall I see you in about twenty minutes then? Um, <laughs> what what, I, the what? what? The fun, I thought the funniest line was after like three scenes, Elizabeth turned up again and was like, "I really, I really haven't got any time to see you, Jelena." But <laughs> <And> then <laughs> stayed. <for laughs> 15, Stop 15 bloody minutes. saying that. <laughs> oh, should I come shopping with you? It's like, oh, but if I was Jolene, I would just be like, honestly, yeah. I, do you know what? I I, I, I was fine. <laughs> but <laughs> since you are now, now I've got two stalkers. Yes.
0: Now I'm not reporting Marky to the police, but I am going to draw their attention to you. And is it wrong that Marky was funny? <laughs> Marky's Mark, accent is it's, he's clearly a man who's
2: travelled a great deal from well, Dublin were, sometimes but, to but the, the trouble country is to a too. southerner he, he sounds a bit like Vince as well like when he was well when, you and half of America in...
0: because we got loads of emails last week from people <laughs> going
2: was that what's happening it was either Vince or Jasper Carrot they were completely confused <laughs> I know, I feel really bad <laughs> I keep thinking. When he went, is this Jerta Icon? I thought, huh? What, Vince? And then I was like confused because Vince is sort of also stalking Jolene. Yes. But Jolene is loving it. Poor isn't she? everybody's.
0: I mean, everyone's stalking Jolene. <laughs> yeah, but it's the like she's got. She's, like she's doing a bloody conga line around the village. <laughs> it's like every time she opens a the door, there's 700 people there going, you're
2: right. But she's definitely turned into Peggy Mitchell. And every time she goes to stock up in the back, she just is waiting for Vince to sidle in closely beside her in the dark and go, you're in danger. Yeah, I know I'm in danger, but there's nothing I can do about it. Vince, stop looking at me like that. Stop breathing
0: cheese and onion down well, me. Nick. It's
2: because they both have breathy voices, yeah, and it's really difficult, yeah. not to imagine that they that they deeply need a room together. Yes, but I d- I think I know. I know it's awfully serious, um, the marquee stuff. But there was just something a bit funny about it. Like, also, you'd think Jolene could just sort of. No, I know, because, of course, she's super scared, so she's not going to go, oh, can I have the bill, please? But, you know, like, there was a way of getting out of that situation, yeah. I thought, which was just go, um, <laughs> there's there's a weird man, so yeah. can someone help? If I don't you don't know, leave like...
0: immediately, I'm going to scream the place yeah. down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I don't really understand why she can't tell the police, because surely that... Oh. I, uh, she's worried about the mafia effect isn't she but- this is
0: this is this, i was hoping i don't know why i was hoping you were going to be able to clear this up for me because that is a <laughs> oh, God, one hell no, of a long shot when you've been away for yeah <laughs> 3 years um <laughs> uh, but why though why 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 why
2: why why <laughs> why 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 the, the- why 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 please? why 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 I assume the police must already be involved. Well, they are involved. We know they're involved. It's like this storyline. We've started in the middle. (laughs) We we missed the beginning. (laughs) No, the beginning was excellent. That dog attack. No. No? No, not that beginning. (gasps) Why? As in the concert. Why did
0: those people turn up at Jolie's pub? Of all, you know, to paraphrase Casablanca, of all the pubs in all the world, (laughs) they turn up at the one where somebody that they, that the leader of the gang. (laughs)
2: The leader of the pack.
0: The leader of the pack. (laughs) Mm. Once met before in a (laughs) pub where there was a fight 20 years ago. I think... Yeah. Have, have, have I, have I, did I go to sleep and wake up and miss like a big bit? Because it's such a tenuous thing. Were you
2: not listening in 1985 when they actually played the episode where she was singing in a concert and he <laughs> lunged himself at her, and then there was a big fight? I remember that really well. No, I th- I think the um, I think that was well. This is what I imagine. I think they assume we imagine hang on that um because of the electrics that's what because there was no electricity and no cctv that's cctv that's why the gang met in that car park to do dog trading right i i'm i'm i guess that's just an assumption we're supposed to make They're dog trading. They're in the middle of farmland where there
0: are barns with not anybody
2: for miles
0: (laughs) in the middle of a village with a policeman next door. They thought, yep, this is the very place.
2: So they were like, yep. And what makes it even
0: better is that there's a woman in this pub who knows who we are.
2: But yes, because that's true. Why why did they just see her pub? oh shit, right. We'll, yes. we'll go
0: somewhere else then.
2: That's true, because he actually saw her before yes. the dog attack scene. Yes. No, you're quite right. It is bollocks. Well, who knows? Is Does it go back to the grey man? Does it go back to... No, I it doesn't know, go like... back anywhere. <laughs> and it's also
0: a dog, as Andrew Andrew Horn points out this time, we've done dog attacks before. We've done dog fighting and dog trading and dog whatevering. Because that was no, what that... um, Daryl was doing.
2: But now the dog attack is not the storyline. The storyline is stalking, isn't it? But I. But the trouble is, I think it's quite hard for. But us he doesn't to believe want anything from it's, her. No, but also, and also, it's sort of gone from naught to a hundred with the stalking. Whereas, where because I think if someone was, I don't think she. I think she'd just have gone to the police. He's if not stalking threatened. her
0: because he wants her attention. He's stalking her. He's threatening her. To say don't go to the police.
2: Yeah, and she hasn't. And she, she hasn't. Can so he
0: could stop now. And also, why <laughs>
2: did he do <laughs> did it in the first leave. place? <laughs> That's the It's just <laughs> nonsense. But also, the part po- no, well, oh, no Lucy, the ludicrous thing is, the police are already investigating this because it was a dog attack. Yes. And, like, someone went to hospital. So so and if like Jolene going to the police and going, his name is Marky. <laughs> And he had a big crush on me in 1982. <laughs> That's not even going to really help them, is it? If they're if they're they're not, it doesn't make sense. You're right. You're right. It, yeah. But it's um, but it's but it's. I think it's quite funny.
0: It, it is utter hooey. It just infuriates every time. There's another scene. I'm like, oh god. I don't even care if the bull burns down now. I don't care.
2: Ridiculous. But then I was thinking, is maybe so. So the dog attack isn't the storyline. Maybe it's not a stalky, st- stalky storyline, stalking. Is the storyline Vincent Jeline, No. Getting closer and closer. No? No. Okay, fine. Well, whatever.
0: Also, can you imagine Elizabeth getting jealous of anybody?
2: I know. <laughs> She'd be just like, you what, darling? Oh, what did you? Okay. Oh, oh Jalene, yeah. yeah. She's my friend too, actually. Mm. Yeah, I thoroughly approve, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. so attractive for woman of her age isn't she <laughs> i've always quite admired her hair <laughs> anyway I mean, move out of the way uh, of the telly
0: vincey it's Downton.
2: it's not quite as soft as mine but it's very big the way she does it with hairspray i could never get mine to go quite so bouffanty because mine's far too fine and shiny
0: <laughs> glossy glossy, <laughs> glossy. slippy <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I really, I do enjoy it. I like uh, the dramas. I like the big drama and it did make me laugh a bit. Um, and I really like that. Do you like the Harry storyline? Yes. It did actually
0: yeah. provide me with my one big laugh of the week, even more than,
2: I just never thought it would
0: be an abattoir. <laughs> would be when Tony and Vince had an emotional reunion, despite the fact that we didn't even realise that they knew each other, particularly. <laughs> um, and... Then t- Tony said, are you all right? Because I've just seen Lizzie. And Vince went, what here? <laughs> and I thought, I bet she has never and will never set foot within five miles of that place.
2: Oh, I Lizzie, bet. it's bring your, bring your wife to work. <laughs> Do you think when oh, Freddie Vince. goes
0: home, she just makes him take all your clothes off there, darling, into the <laughs> disinfectant. Don't show me. I don't want to see.
2: <laughs> I thought Vince was quite harsh when he said second best tea room in Borsinger. Yeah, And I assumed he was going to say the orangery. Yes, was the first I was, bestest. yes, yes. I'd have been offended if I was Lizzie. Also, why would Fallon listen to Vince? See, he runs an abattoir. I know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, cowhide. <laughs> I'm sorry. you expect to get vegans in well, your cafe? First, Natasha, first of all, listened
0: to Vince, and then she listened to Tony. Two of the biggest idiots <laughs> in average. Well, you know, she's a bright woman. Why would she do that?
2: I don't think I'd go into a cafe with cowhide. I mean, I don't know. I think there's something... Unless maybe if I was on top of a mountain in switzerland Mm. i don't
0: know that i'd expect well i know you get kind of when you go to those real real macho steaky places which you probably never do then they exactly i don't you you know then they have leather everything and you know horns on the wall and all that but not when you're having a bloody cream (laughs) tea it's
2: not quite well now it's also gone from cream tea to scandinavian minimalist But, and that, but with a cowhide yeah. or two, it yes. seems right? Like, I and mean, then she was like, oh, 200 quid. I thought, hang on a minute, you could get some lovely art. Get a local artist to do some yeah. beautiful paintings for you or do a mural. I think, yeah, that, that she she went a bit wacky, didn't she, there?
0: I retweeted somebody today who pointed out that you could buy cowhides from Ikea for 100 quid. <laughs> so she said, has <laughs> Natasha been to Ikea? So, very strange
2: oh people who listen to the archers have so much sense they do yes. and people who live in the archers do not yes
0: yes um this is why we like it because it ha- makes us feel smug <laughs> as if harrison, we needed any help i mean feeling smug. tonight
2: i was going ha- no harrison no harrison no harrison no harrison no 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 walk away walk away yeah. you're a policeman just yeah. walk away yeah why did he have to do that? He didn't have to do it, Lucy. Why he could, could he not... He just not... said, why did he
0: have to go around there in the first place? Just leave it. Well, leave somebody it. pointed out, Robin Winning, who's a solicitor, said... Uh, She said, the other day I was just complimenting myself, as one does, for not getting hair-tearingly annoyed at a business or law-related Archer's plotline that is completely disconnected from reality. Well, that didn't last long. (laughs) Harrison, you absolute nimrod, the obligation of confidentiality can be broken if you have reason to believe that a crime is about to be committed. For fuck's sake, go talk to your boss. No need for this ridiculous Mm. skullduggery. Robin, yes. if we'd started removing ridiculous skullduggery <laughs> from the Archers, there would be nothing
2: left apart
0: from a lamb in April. That would be it.
2: If I was Harrison, I would have said, Chris, do you want to come out for a drink tonight? And gone to a Harry haunt and then made see- Chris see
0: oh, it. Oh, you are cunning.
2: Thanks. But wow. do you, wouldn't that be the most obvious thing? Yep. And also what I don't understand is if Harry... If Harry is an alcoholic, wouldn't Alice smell it on him? Yeah, he can't Lots be of people an alcoholic. Said that. Well, there's so a functional alcoholic. Is he just yeah, where, but or is he just a sort of occasional yeah substance I think user? Where you, she was a she
0: was a, a chronic alcoholic in that it she didn't do anything other than drink. You know, she right. was messing up her family, she was messing up yeah. her business, messing up everything. But. If you do it within socially acceptable norms, i.e., you know, which is how Alice started at a party (laughs) or, you know, but then it becomes, okay, if you, you know, you're always the last one to leave the party, you're always the first one to suggest going on somewhere, you don't want anyone to stop drinking, blah, 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 then then it's sort of, that's like the inexorable slide, really. That's like the start of it. Yeah. And And I think they're trying to imply that he is at the start of it. But that's why his mum didn't want him with her, wasn't it?
2: No, but do you remember one of our listeners suggested that he was also addicted to painkillers? Yes. I thought that that's still a viable option. He's just an addict, basically, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And just a twat, actually. (laughs) He's actually a
0: twat. Oh, he's really...
2: He's so annoying. Yeah. And I mean it's good now because at least we know he is supposed to be annoying. Yes. Yes. So he's very and he's well cast. Much
0: less annoying now he's properly annoying. <laughs>
2: yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, I know exactly when he's actually being annoying. Because he's not a bad actor then. Because No, you no, c- no, but no, kind of he's he's not a bad actor anyway, Lucy. He's just I think we were supposed to find him. There was we were supposed to yeah, and we were mm. supposed to be suspicious at the beginning. And his, his too-good-to-be-trueness is now for, forgiven because he was supposed to be too-good-to-be-true. Yes. I think that's the thing. He's always been smarmy, and we've, the listeners have never taken to him because we just think he's smarmy and too keen and there's something wrong with him. Yeah. But that was clearly supposed to come across anyway. But, yeah, actually, when he's drunk, he actually sounds more, more fun, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> just a little less smarmy. Because it makes sense.
0: You're right, though, because now we know he's a more of a whole person, so that he's less ambiguous, so that we yes, understand. Yes,
2: yes. As you always say, Lucy, it's only until we know the whole character that we mm. can start to like them. more. Do I always say
0: that? That's very you clever do. of me. I don't. You, think he's very
2: clever. Be. You always said Everyone about was saying
0: that. But anyway. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, he left half half dead, <laughs> didn't he? Well, let's. Well, hopefully, he'll come back, won't <laughs> he? And then we'll find out the rest of Stop him. Dead. <laughs>
2: He was very much alive and kicking and revigored when he left right reinvigorated yes yeah. um
0: what do we think about Lillian and David?
2: Lillian and David um what do I think? um I might have missed those episodes okay,
0: no when they were arguing about um
2: oh about yes about, about... <laughs> do you have my memory there. <laughs>
0: when david was supposed to be helping behind the bar and he was just getting in the way and Lily oh when was he doing was getting everything. stressed yes
2: and then he had a bit i i actually find i if i was ruth and pip i'd just be like can you just come home now yes i mean can mm. somebody just pay for temporary stuff i know it's really hard to find temporary staff but mm. there is some lambs being born here quite yes. quickly and, or cars <laughs> or whatever them, quite fast yes <laughs> yeah and it's really long hours can yeah. you just come and do your job yes. instead of Dicking about, Faffing, yeah, dicking about. Be he is de he. Well, the thing is, like we all know those friends, don't we? That were born to be uh, the landlord. Yeah, you know, sort of king of the bar, king of the pub, whatever. And they get behind a bar and they're they're just they're just quite just become knobs, basically, don't yeah. they? Yeah, or they just become. They, it's, it's their natural, or they think it's their natural. Habitat. Yes,
0: yeah.
2: But actually. There's more to being behind a bar yes, than being everyone's exactly. mate.
0: Exactly, yes.
2: So, um, David, you've had your fun. Now get back <laughs> to those udders. I, ca- I questioned uh,
0: Lillian going tomato, Not tomato. Mine,
2: David. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the <laughs> Frisians.
0: Frisians. Frisians are flowers, you banana. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I questioned Lillian saying tomato, tomato. And Rob Williams said. I literally
2: don't know what you're talking about. I don't think I heard this. I know. (laughs) And also,
0: life is too short for me to go back and explain it. Everyone else knows (laughs) what I'm on about. You don't. That's fine. Fine. Um, uh, Rob Williams said When Lillian said tomato, tomato, it made me smile because I've said it myself. I've even actually written it, but can't for the life of me remember when or where. I like to think that I was being whimsical, as I would never pronounce tomato in any way other than tomato besides have you seen the full lyrics for that song George and Ira were definitely clutching at straws by the halfway mark I've just realised if you don't know what I'm talking about that just sounds like must sound like Ulysses are you doing or a anyway.
2: podcast about Brookside
0: no yes um, okay uh, Lucy Traves said I was little surprised that no one brought up Dave's comment that as he was replacing Kenton he was technically Lillian's boss <gasps> I must admit, yes, that oh I gasped gosh. at the radio, she says, just after Harriet has handily gasped at the radio. <laughs> had I been Lillian, he'd have had an accident on the cellar steps. I wonder how long it'll be before Ruth and Pitt realise they don't need him, They don't that they don't need him, change the locks, set up Brookfield as an anarcho-syndicalist lesbian commune and have done with it. Then he has the cheek to be worried about Tony and rude to Vince. Perhaps the cellar steps are too good for him. I feel guilty suggesting it, as it'll be another thing for poor Jolene to clear up. Although if Kenton slips in the mess and the death of both her sons kills off Jill, it won't be too bad a day. Look, I know Lucy has a crush on young Tim Bentink, and I'm sure he's a <laughs> lovely man, but surely it's time for the doom music. Lucy, P.S. <laughs> I have started singing What the L is happening here, doing times <laughs> of workplace stress, so it may be the cellar steps for me soon. <laughs>
2: Um, um so, was well, I did I definitely listened to the when Tony was pissed episode, and yes. I really enjoyed that. I do. So I said to Jeff, he's so much nicer when he's drunk. Oh, he was so sweet. He was he? Sweet, David yes. being stressed and so, going. Would you like some water? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. no, thank you. I've got three <laughs> pints. <yeah. laughs> I loved that. I loved all of that. Uh,
0: now, everybody, well the lots of people that keep writing in keep writing in to say that they they dream about Febreze. Right? <laughs> oh, not more February's dreams. We've had more February's dreams, oh, but now, or singing what the we've now got three people who sing what the hell is happening here, and I've got their entire work teams singing that without knowing why they're doing it. But anyway, um, I've now had <laughs> someone who's had a dream about <gasps> me, <gasps> which I'm very excited about.
2: Wow! The
0: Reverend Julie Bacon said oh Lucy lucky I've been prompted to write by an email from someone last week that made me think that's me the emailer said they always meant to email and week by week realized that yet again they'd failed to do so glad it's not just me I'm clearly being further driven by my subconscious as a couple of nights ago I had a dream in which my husband and I were sharing a hotel bedroom (laughs) with Lucy she had her own bed (laughs) and everything and as she was telling us and she was telling us all about her recent wonderful holiday to the Seychelles that sounds (laughs) lovely doesn't it I've never been to the Seychelles Um, all of
2: that sounds lovely to be honest
0: it seems that Harry the hip Chilcot inquiry has his own problems with alcohol it puts his conversation with his mother in a very different light now it seems as if she might have recognised the threat that he poses to a recovering alcoholic and was trying to protect Alice by the time you get this things will be clearer Or more likely they won't. Oh, how right you are, Julie. Anyway, I'm now much more interested in this story. Thanks as always for your wonderful work. Pip, pip, Rev Jules. Thank you, Rev Jules. (laughs) Um, Yes,
2: I am now much more interested
0: in this story as well.
2: But it's a bit of a shame. I I, I thought it was a bit of a shame that, well, it was stupid of Harrison to tell Alice because she's obviously going to blab to Harry and then he's going to blab to Mom. But I actually wish there'd been a bit more of Alice finding out herself. yes. I mean, not putting Martha in danger, et cetera, yeah. but maybe sniffing it out. Mm. Quite, you know, because, it, again, it was a bit... I, I don't think she... Well, I think... Because I think if I was Alice and I'd be going, let tell me, tell me... Because actually, when she said, what, am I supposed to trust my boyfriend or you? That's when Harrison should have backed off because he should have thought... "I, It's not... Although he's trying to protect Alice, it's actually not his place to no. do that. she she sort of has to take responsibility for herself, doesn't she? Because I think I know people it's are no,
0: that people know how very vulnerable she is, mm. and they are desperately trying to protect her. I think.
2: But even if he just left it of hanging, yeah. it would have made her perhaps more cautious or
1: mm. looking
2: for I don't know. Anyway, I I feel sad that. That he's already been ousted in a way because it, it was quite, it was quite, it was such a good twist that uh, it's a shame we've had the twist already, really. Mm. Well, well Lonnie Bahar said, go. I
0: know I'm out on a very tiny and precipitous ledge, but I don't think Harry is awful. Flawed, yes. The rest right. of his story will be revealed and we will gain understanding. Of course, yeah. I could be wrong. <laughs> could everybody stop putting caveats into their emails? Look, we've got, you've got to, you've got to commit, people. If you've if it you've got a theory be, hang on to it no matter even when it is proven to be rubbish.
2: <laughs> it could be that it was his friend who died that sent him off the rails. Because mm-hmm. his, his friend died of alcohol, didn't uh, he? Oh yes. He actually, do you remember? Yep. So maybe that sort of spun him out. I don't know. Uh.
0: Yeah. Um bum, 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 But bum. I think
2: basically what's gonna happen is Chris is gonna save the day and Chris and Alice will Yeah, yep, I together. agree. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, because some... you know, not that I've been thinking about Chris or anything, but I think of all the characters in The Archers that I would Fancy. be dreaming about, yes. it would be him. Because mm. have you watched One Day on Netflix? No. Okay, because there's a very handsome actor in it. Ah, oh. oh, that blonde, incredibly one. handsome. Yeah, yes, so pretty, beautiful. Mm. A bit like a young Damon Albarn, actually, but mm. sort of beefier. And sometimes I get confused between him and Chris. <laughs> in my head I think I think when you say sometimes
0: I get confused I think you're saying sometimes I fantasise about is what you're trying to say
2: well I mean I might just start doing that right (laughs) so yeah I'll tell you how I get on okay yeah keep us us posted Yeah. Mm. yeah
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time <clears throat> uh, this is from Carla who's our January joiner
2: yay she says She's joining in Jan <gasps> did we only have one January joiner <laughs> it,
0: well, the, no we did have more but they kept very quiet I've noticed Okay, um, okay she said the odd storyline of the cow hides can surely only be a device to keep Vince on our minds so are we ramping up to something big with Vince is he secretly the head of the rival black country mafia looking for a reason to settle scores <gasps> with Marky's gang Yes. will he get freddie involved in facing off against the baddies oh <laughs> crap i never thought of freddie will freddie be groomed long-term into head up the ambridge branch of vince's abattoir army or will vince <laughs> get taken out and freddie somehow end up being big boss of the abattoir our cow carcasses a good method of smuggling drugs i wonder i had wondered last week if we were heading towards a ptsd storyline with kenton but that seems to have simmered off i know i thought that as well Carla. Uh, I did also think we could be heading towards Jolene and Kenton deciding to leave the pub for a quieter life and Fallon decided to take the range instead of starting a new oh. tea room at the charging station, plans of which appeared to have stalled. That is my theory too. Jolene right. and Kenton will leave oh. and Fallon and Harris- Harrison will get well, booted out the police and yes. Harrison will take over the thingy.
2: Interesting. And her th- Also, I thought, sorry, go on. Sorry.
0: Her- this is a Harry theory. He sounds like a petulant teenager with all the privilege of a life free from consequences. Of course, we can understand how the drinking may have started, potentially because his eventing career was mapped out and then suddenly wiped out. But this is serious. A criminal history of drunk misbehaviour and a driving ban. I was confused about the conflict of interest issue with Harrison. It seemed to be one of those circumstances when he believed someone was at risk of harm. So wouldn't it have been better to discuss the situation with a senior officer to help come up with a plan to protect Alison Martha? Yes! Yes! (laughs) <laughs> that is exactly one of those situations, mm-hmm. and yes, it would have been better if he had done that, but yet, but less fun, maybe.
2: Also, uh, hasn't Harrison sort of left the police now? Anyway, isn't he head of birds and wildlife? <laughs> <laughs> He's,
0: head of birds. I
2: mean, <laughs> <laughs> Do no. You remember, he went. He went for the nature
0: job and didn't get it.
2: Oh, he didn't get it.
0: And he went, oh, So he just... did. He go part time because he cause I Fallon think he did. Said, yes, I should do that without. I don't think she was listening properly <laughs> or something. And then suddenly wondered why they didn't have any money anymore. Yes, he mm. did go part time. Mm. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, David Thomas, who hurts, uh, emailed to say, uh, "Life hack for Jeline." If Jeline wishes to be avoid to avoid being accosted by underworld kingpins at the supermarket, then she should simply shop at Waitrose. Since I started shopping there, there has been a marked decline in my interactions with the criminal underworld.
2: Let's call That's it a life the best hack. Best email. Yes. That's so funny. Too bloody right. I never see. Anybody linked to the uh, m- uh mafiosa at my local uh mini waitrose. <laughs> that is so funny. Yes, I totally agree. Um, yeah, where's she doing her big shop because apparently it's got a good cafe, yeah. When well, it's, it's hard not to find a good it, cafe, no, no, no. Right. Uh, this
0: is from Joanne who says, As a city dweller. This evening's news story of 10,000 gallons of milk spilled onto the Massachusetts Turnpike when a dairy tanker rolled over oh, God. should only have left me grateful that I didn't get stuck in the traffic jam that must have ensued. Instead, my first thought when I heard that was genuine dismay for those poor dairy farmers. All those hours of milking gone to waste. Clearly, the Archers has broken me. I am off to drown <laughs> my sorrows in a glass of milk and try to figure out at what point my life went hopelessly <laughs> off track. <laughs> oh, and she said, well, I am turning into Pip. To you. Yeah, she said, I am turning into Pip. All hope is lost. And then she's put <laughs> PS. My apologies if this email in any way offends the founder and sole member of the Pip Archer <laughs> fan club. So there we go.
2: That tanker spilling all that milk is the equivalent of. When you're breastfeeding a baby and oh. you're expressing for a night feed yeah. and it takes you three hours yeah. to get one centimetre of milk out yeah. and then that milk accidentally gets knocked over. Yeah. Or
0: if you're me and you're so sleep deprived, <laughs> you pour it down the sink oh, no. and then See? rinse the bottle out and then think,
2: what was I doing? <laughs> oh, no. I mean there's just I remember crying for hours after I'd right. <laughs> incidents like that. That precious, yeah. precious milk that takes hours to produce.
0: Gone. And makes you feel even more like a cow than you did before.
2: Like a cow and a shit mom. The... <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that is so funny that the archers I know it's it's sweet, <sighs> the archers, when you suddenly when your normal life sort of takes yes. is taken over by something that Yes <laughs> shows that the archers has such a grip on you. <laughs> <sighs> uh,
0: right, who else have we got? Uh bum 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 Kate Lloyd Jones said, Was last week, this is Kate Lloyd Jones, was last week the first time we've heard someone urinating on the Archers? <laughs> At least Harry stopped before he turned around to face Harrison. Can <laughs> you imagine did if he you just like turned last- around and you- <laughs> peed all over Harrison's shoes?
2: <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh-huh. Did you like the use of, there were lots of other um, sort of local voices yes. being uh-huh. dropped in, weren't there? Like, come over here, mate, or. Come on, hurry up, mate! Oh like there was like one actor doing all the voices in that. They're all the sort of secondary voices in that scene. Yes, I love that.
0: Someone, Pat McClelland, uh has has uh, just said this very thing. She said last oh. week's podcast missed out on the most pressing question of the week: <laughs> who played the custody yes. sergeant who took Harry the hip to that the cells one. with exactly the classic line. One. Come along, sunshine. As there's no nineteen seventies comedy copper on the cast list, was it one of the ensemble? A word I am, of course, pronouncing Alasnell. My money is on Sergeant Bentink, she said.
2: It was exactly that voice that I was singing. It was like it was so low. Come on. Come sunshine. on, sunshine. Maybe it was, was Kirsty.
0: Come on, sunshine.
2: Elizabeth. <laughs>
0: Oh, that really made me laugh. <laughs> um, yes. Now, we got all very confused. Well, Jeff and I got very confused. Well, it's because Jeff asked me difficult questions and I don't know the answers. So I find myself, the waters close over my head quite quickly because he thinks he's asking me a simple thing. So he says, so was it, was, <laughs> so who was it that, uh, that Johnny originally went out with? Was it Hannah? And I go, yes, no. <laughs> was it? Hannah?" And then before I know where I am, I'm lost. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, James Hosking uh, said I was very upset when you were discussing Hannah's conquests and named Johnny as being with her how could you possibly forget the scene where Johnny caught Hannah and Tom bouncing on the sofa whilst looking for his phone followed by oh. the next cutaway where it turned out Hannah and Tom were bouncing on top of Johnny's lost phone he then proceeded to check <laughs> the screen for cracks Ooh. keep up Way. the <laughs> work," he says
2: oh that's brilliant I'd
0: completely forgotten that
2: yeah, me too. Mm. Of course, because I thought
0: it was anyway. Yeah,
2: um,
0: we also Jeff wanted to know uh, what the music was that Phil was because the 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 last week's um that oh, was um oh, what's it called the flipping you know the thing what
2: he, uh, he, he, what the what, hell is uh, happening
0: here? We've talked about it about seventeen oh, yeah. times. Um, was uh the part is very very sad uh but james did flag it up as he put emotional on it to warn us um uh that it was when um phil died and jill came in and found him in his chair oh yeah Uh, and jeff wanted to know what the music was it was playing and andrew horn who is our um uh, classical music expert said it was elgar's dream of gronches um, more specifically the opening to part two that represents the passage of Gerontius's body as it leaves his body who Lucy? Uh, 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 Geron- I've just changed the <laughs> of- Elgar's dream of Gerontius and it's Gerontius's soul as it leaves his body
2: I'll look it up
0: and uh, he says if Jeff wants a recommended recording see if the Shandos recording with the LSO and chorus conducted by Richard Hickox is in mm. the ether I'm listening that, to it hmm. as I write and it is sublime I do like a bit of Elgar. Now back to Ambridge, she says, and the hound of the Bouleville story that won't go away. On the gang's first visit to the pub, when Jolene disappeared to tidy the crisps in the stockroom, one of them commented what a nice, quiet, out-of-the-way place it was. I think they came back to hold an illicit dog fight. It would explain why the dog was so wound up, baited, ready for a fighting frenzy, and why the gang are so keen that the police aren't brought into it. The only downside to this hypothesis, hypothesis is that it's a storyline done a few years ago in one of the barns.
2: How do you spell garontius?
0: G-E-R-O-N-T-I-U-S
2: G-E-R-O-N Oh, there it is. Yeah, got it. Sorry. Sorry. I just checked out a bit because I was looking for it. Okay. Um, Sorry, what were you saying? So, yes, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you start at the very beginning? No. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yes, Andrew, but it doesn't explain why when the man recognised Jolene... That he didn't yes. pick a different sotting pub, anyway,
2: Yes. or well, a barn. or a, anything, unless a he decided then and there to become. Because he did, he did imply that he's been st- um, sort of stalking her since for those twenty early years. Days.
0: He's a rubbish stalker.
2: <laughs> She's all so, social say, media. I'd say he's a really good one because mm. he hasn't been suspected yet. Mm. Um. So somebody suggested yeah. she
0: was getting bits of herself out on OnlyFans, and that's where he found her. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, be. I was
2: going to suggest that uh, actually, Febreze should start an on OnlyFans <laughs> or a cameo page at least. Oh,
0: cameo! He would love.
2: Oh, he'd be perfect.
0: He would. I wonder if we could do that? <laughs> oh, now we have the que- we have a question for the listeners, don't we?
2: Yes, we do, Lucy.
0: Over to you, Harriet, because um, I want to drink a bit of my beer.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, so Lucy and I, w- Lucy texted me and said, do we need to film ourselves? I said, doing what? <laughs> no, I said, do we? Mm, you've gone. Hello? Hello. Hola? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I I'm drinking
0: beer, so I've muted myself.
2: <laughs> oh, I see. In case I've I, I thought you'd closed us down. No, um, no, no. No, basically, it seems like every other podcast that you listen to have you muted yourself again? It's yes, really disconcerting. I'm still drinking it... my bit. All right, then I won't. i stop. <laughs> Can't you just drink loudly. I, I don't mind listening if to you. If you insist on me atmosphere. doing this sodding thing sober, I'll stop. Bloody hell. <laughs> come on, Harry. Come mm. on. Get a grip. Oh,
0: I've Come, come mind along, hearing this Harry.
2: <laughs> You're Harry. i know. to start calling
0: Harry I know.
2: I know. Mm. Um, look, shall we be filmed? No, basically, do we have to film ourselves doing the podcast like everybody else and why? Is it, is it helpful to our podcast? Can somebody who's clever at social media and podcasts and stuff... See, I
0: like to think of our audience as discerning. And yep. kind of like us, really.
2: Yeah. And the last absolutely. thing I want to do
0: is watch somebody yes. do a podcast. Why?
2: Or slurp your beer, Lucy. They'd be watching you do that. I not, know. Not just I'd have listening. I'd makeup
0: and a bra on.
2: I don't want to do either of those things. No, because as I said, you can just film from chin up oh, if yeah. you want to. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I'm don't my head want on to. Slightly <laughs> <Smiley> odd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and tiny obscured your, behind the microphone. Your
2: chin on the desk, <laughs> <laughs> talk <door> like that. <laughs> that would be discerning <laughs> or disturbing. <laughs> <sighs>
0: I don't want to be filmed. Okay, we're not up. We're not. T- tell you what, this isn't a question anymore for the listeners. We're telling you, we're not filming ourselves ever.
2: Right? But do we have to? Are we never? Are we not going to exist in, in months to come if we don't? That's the when worry. We, what is, we, why is everyone else doing every, it?
0: What do they know that we don't? What do
2: they know? What research have they done, Lucy? Maybe
0: they're just doing it because because everyone else does. They
2: look and they look bloody good. Mm. Everyone looks so good, don't you think? Yeah. I'm always surprised at how good people on podcasts look. Yeah. Well,
0: that's very tiring, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm too tired to look that good. <laughs> Especially on a Friday night. Do you think we Come could on. film two other people and just... <laughs> <laughs> lip sync. I'm pretty good at lip syncing. so <laughs> I don't even care if we lip sync.
0: We could just put pictures of two other people up. It's fine.
2: <laughs> Two really young, pretty yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if any volunteers would like yeah. to film themselves <laughs> talking quietly to each other on a Friday night, that <laughs> so we can then put our audio on top I of that. be great. young,
0: pretty people probably have better <laughs> things to do on a Friday night, actually, Harriet.
2: <laughs> I don't know, because apparently this generation isn't going out anymore. Oh, really? They don't go out My God, they more. don't go out, they don't have sex. What do they do? <laughs> they don't <laughs> they drink. They film themselves. They do what? <laughs> They film themselves oh. and put it on social media. <sighs> anyway, can someone, look, anyone, anyone who knows anything about um, podcasting. Well, just anything about us. anything, really. It's fine. <laughs> I'll Thanks. settle for that. Thanks. Or don't. Or and don't. We'll just carry on as normal. <laughs> There's, always
0: a jo- There's always a choice on this podcast. Or don't. Do something else. Because honestly, it's fine.
2: <laughs> <Does> everybody <sighs> has better things to do. Let's be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, Yes. We have a, an interesting... Oh, hang on. We're going back to uh, Phil's uh, death as well. Terry White said, yep. um, Phil's death was almost a carbon copy of Doris's, except that it was oh. Shula who made the discovery. Jill and Chris were present on both occasions. Oh, right. Uh, it was on a Sunday afternoon. Dan and Tom had gone to Evensong and the episode ended with The Day Thou Gavest, Lord Is Ended, probably sung oh. by the BBC singers. Oh, Oh, that would have finished me off as well.
2: Very moving. Yep.
0: Now, this is from Jean Rose. You could
2: make a little Archer's death playlist. That'd be
0: cheery, wouldn't it? Yes. (laughs) Um, This is from Jean Rose, right? Auntie Jean. Yep. She says, Speaking to someone today who told me that the archers were based on a farmer and his wife who lived next door to Godfrey Baisley. Godfrey Baisley was the creator of the archers. I know the daughter of the farmer concerned... Wow. But she never speaks about it. Her husband does, which is how my friend found out. Apparently, Godfrey had included quite a lot of what he knew about them in various storylines, including no. one about the farmer's wife having an affair. What? Which is why no one in the family speaks of it. The farmer's wife, the mother of the woman I know, was furious about it. Anyway, no. should I ask or not? Is it true or not? Sounds suspect to me, but I'm itching to know now.
2: Me too. Auntie Chee, yes, definitely ask. Don't ask us. you asking? Ask, we need to know. Yes. Oh, my God. If that's true, that's amazing. It is. Whoa. That would make a brilliant story, actually, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, <gasps> The archers, the truth.
0: Yeah, the true origins. Wow. The seeds. That's
2: brilliant. Oh, Lucy! It'd be such a good podcast, wouldn't it? <laughs> We'd film it and everything. We'd blow the <laughs> arches wide open. We
0: would shake Ambridge to the core.
2: <laughs> I'll buy a pair of glasses, and we could both wear glasses and film each other. Yes, I mean film us together. Yes, looking like we're journalists. Yes, where you are a journalist, but looking like we're investigative ones. Yes,
0: and we could, we could, we could press release. It and the BBC press office would hunt us down and kill us, probably. <laughs> Wouldn't they? It's well, we'd so go close. and live
2: in the black country. Yes. And get some dogs. Yeah. And then no one will ever find us. Yeah. Great.
0: Yeah. Okay, we'll do that.
2: Okay. <sighs> uh, now. Any, any other business?
0: Uh, no. I okay. I think
2: that's your lot. Um, well, that's good.
0: So now we are... Uh, crossing over to Borchester Police Station, uh, where uh, Harrison's career in the force is being looked at.
1: (laughs) Come in. Morning, ma'am. You wanted to see me?
0: Yes. Sergeant Thomas, just to catch up on the ongoing
1: shit show that is Ambridge policing. It is getting slightly out of control, ma'am, yes. I'm doing my best, but I'm only one man, and harassment seems to have months of being practically catatonic, and then he suddenly gets a burst of energy and starts wreaking havoc. I've noticed. Fill me in then. What's the latest? Right. So we're on the case with the dog attack at the bull. Oh, yes. Kenton Archer. Why did someone set a dog on him? You've not met Kenton, have you, ma'am? We think we've got a suspect. We're just looking into it. But we're being hampered by Mince. Mince? Mince Casey, ma'am. He's a local abattoir owner who's decided to take an interest in the case. He's now driving around the black country making notes on meat wrappings about possible suspect sightings. He doesn't know what he's doing.
0: Abattoir owner, meat wrappings.
1: So... This vigilante meatball, can we stop him? We have to tread carefully as he thinks we don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he's driving around the black country in a sudden great van with mint casey, all right, my meat, on the side of it. It's hardly covert, but I think he's enjoying himself. Plus, he's annoying to so many people, he may inadvertently lead us to someone useful. All right, my meat. How's the victim? Well, she's fine, apart from the stalking. Stalking, right? Who's stalking her? Elizabeth Pargiter, girlfriend of the abattoir owner, sister-in-law of victim. And why is she stalking her? I think she thinks she's helping, ma'am.
0: Jesus
1: wept. Okay. And
0: what's harassment doing? I mean, we're trying to keep him away from it as far as possible because it's his mother-in-law, but it's not
1: easy. No, he keeps saying leading things, then tapping his nose and looking mysterious. Anyway. He's busy with trying to persuade Harry to go to AA. AA? Is this to do with the meat van? Oh, no, ma'am. Arrogance Anonymous. He's identified Harry Chilcott Inquiry as arrogant and wants him to get counselling because of Alice. Alice? Aldridge. Goes running once a year with Harrisman's missus. They run to a cafe, have a wee and run back. She's an alcoholic and Harrisman doesn't want her upset, so he's arrested Harry. Do you know what? I don't think I
0: want to know anymore. How are we doing with moving harassment on? I know it's like kicking a puppy, but the man's mad. We've got to do
1: something. Well, I really thought we'd swung it with the vicar thing, but he seems to have gone off the boil with that. I think that may have been Jasper Carrot's fault. Jasper? No, no, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Was that our only option? Well, I'm still holding out for Landlord of the Bull. He lives next door, we've just discovered. His wife's in catering, and I think he might enjoy it. Brilliant. Ideal. A total lunatic with a god complex
0: having access to the entire community in vast stores of alcohol. What could possibly go wrong?
1: Oh, I haven't told you about the blackmail bit.
0: Leave, Sergeant Thomas. Just leave. Go and get me a cup of tea. Have you got any painkillers? Give me the packet. Oh my God. Thank you very much, me and Jeff. And now uh, (laughs) Thank you. uh, And now and now and now that's it.
2: Oh, great. Yeah. That's an early finish. Yeah, I know. Good. It's not really. It's twenty to nine. (laughs) But we did spend about twenty five minutes minutes. yakking,
0: didn't we, before we even started.
2: (laughs) Hmm. People like short and sweet and snappy. Yes. They like filming and they like short and sweet and snappy. Well, apparently young people like long films. That's what they're all doing when what? they're not having sex and
0: drinking. They're no, all sitting in watching long films.
2: But I think the reason they do is that but they're multitasking. Because you know all the slow burn stuff like One Day mm. and Normal People. and It's all long and slow. But I think that's because it's so that um, so the we, generation who watch right. telly now, they're not really watching telly. They're multi-screening. They're, multi-screening that's Mm. a good word yeah so um, that's what so that's what they're doing
0: ah so they can quite happily miss like seven minutes come back in again and then don't worry because they know that the the storyline won't have moved on
2: yeah yeah the arches is terribly modern mm. in its format. In mm. that it doesn't matter if you miss an episode or two. You no. know exactly what's going on with or indeed, Harry Chilcott. You
0: don't understand what on earth is going on, like most of the rest <laughs> of the listeners.
2: <laughs> but it doesn't matter because just totally you don't even when you're away. listening to every episode. <laughs> 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 um. <sighs> yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, well,
0: Yeah. What do we think about? Do you think Ed and Will, are, um, Ed and Emma are going to take the? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Good old Will. I yes. Can see it coming. Yeah. Good old him, and good for them. I'm just really pleased. It was pretty obvious the bank was never going to let them have any mm. money. Why should they? And um, I,
0: it's. I mean, the thing is, though, they <laughs> their relationship with Ed is their relationship with Will is so rocky. It's only settled down well, in the last couple of months.
2: I was thinking today, actually, how <laughs>
0: wasn't it last year? Ed tried to he tried to shoot it or something. <laughs>
2: You'd think it'd be a, you know a bit risky I, borrowing twenty thinking, grand off
0: somebody that's you know.
2: Yeah, but when Ed when Ed and Emma had the giggles tonight, mm. and if I was Will, I just would have found that really. And I thought it was really sweet, but I if if you were the yes. gooseberry, you might yeah, feel a bit. Yeah. like, mm, yeah. God. But actually, he felt it felt like he was. Feeling paternal about them. all. Or... I was
0: going to say he seems to have adopted him with his bloody thumbstick and God knows what. He seems yes, to have sort of adopted thumbstick.
2: a. That was funny, wasn't it? A somewhat you patrician got that, will. Out of... <laughs> yeah. Emma, was so funny about it. And then
0: what but... did he say? He doesn't want the weakest link doing that. And and <laughs> <laughs> she's going, yeah. No, he's not the weakest. <laughs> he totally is, you know.
2: But I, I really. I like I like really like it when they're all friends and yeah. there's no tension. Yeah. but I don't I don't feel like maybe you see maybe there's a new girlfriend coming for Will.
0: Yes, Because yeah.
2: There's been a few mentions of Nick, hasn't yeah. there lately? And and I think probably it's time he's going to get a new yeah. love interest yeah. and become a cozy older yeah. character. Yes, suddenly. Yeah,
0: he's going to be like the new Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <The new Neil.
2: laughs> no one could replace no. Neil. No. But yes, something like that.
0: I did like it when so. she was trying to explain.
2: It's like the base camps, Ed.
0: And he's going, <laughs> base camps? Yeah. <laughs> and she's going, so you know, you pack up your sandwich. he, sandwiches.
2: <laughs> Why do you need a sandwich? <laughs> oh, I love it. They've got such a great relationship, those two. Yeah. When they were giggling, I wanted to giggle along with them. They are, You can tell they've got such good chemistry. Yeah. This yes. So sweet. Yes. Bless him. Oh, it's all good.
0: Um. So, yeah. if you'd like to uh, email us or get in touch in any in any way, shape, or form, we're on Facebook. Oh, I, have, I for- forgot there was an ending. You can email us at danbridgeonthecouch at gmail.com If you have a question for Febreze to answer in his agony, aunt uh, or a dream you
2: want to tell him about
0: program, then feel free. He's at fabulous or you can also reach him at danbridgeonthecouch at gmail uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Oh, please or do. If anywhere a good else you one.
2: fancy? Yeah. Because actually, if people leave more reviews, then we don't have to film ourselves.
0: Yes, yes.
2: Maybe it should be a threat. Mm. We will film <laughs> ourselves if you don't leave more reviews. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucy will not be putting her bra on. <laughs>
1: She'll be chin and that down. Will serve
0: you <laughs> right.
2: Um, thank, and thank you for liking, subscribing, and reviewing. Yes. Uh, that's Good. it. Yes. A quite a scrappy ending. Okay. See you then. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: now uh, we're going out this time. Uh, yep. This is this is. Um, uh, Matt has done a possible homage to you. Oh, to what? To <laughs> <laughs> it says C'est vrai <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't know this well I know of it but I've never watched this T- programme. To me. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've lovely. never watched this programme. He says. Oh yeah. uh, no obvious link except a possible homage to Harriet with oh. her voice work, with programmes for little ones, oh and God. of course, her own young age. He he he, he, he says.
2: Oh it's oh. <laughs> so great. Thanks, Matt.
0: Yes, he did put he hee hee, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't get too carried away. So,
0: what are we going to do if you don't recognise this?
2: Oh, God, it's going to be really awkward it if I isn't don't. isn't it. Yeah. Is it a possible CBeebies theme tune?
0: I don't know. I've never oh. watched it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he'll never know. I've heard it. we'll play it. Yeah. Okay. Play it if and you then I'll If let you recognise it, shout out.
0: People at home, and if
2: I don't recognise it,
0: just, just, I'll just pretend I we'll muted l- you or something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, okay. <me>. Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. no pressure,
2: right? Ready. <laughs> Rugrats
0: Lucy Are you having an episode? Oh I see Yes it was Rugrats Harriet
2: (laughs) Thank you Is it good? I've never watched it Oh Matt that's very cute I I actually did used to watch it a lot Did you? Because it was I I think I was maybe a tiny bit old for it But actually it was on CBBC When there wasn't CBeebies Oh And it's really funny It was actually very funny Okay So I did enjoy it Okay And my kids watch it now Oh So yeah Well done Matt Thanks Matt Matt. That's cute (laughs)
0: Right? (laughs) Are we off? Off now. All right, then. Bye. Thank you.
2: Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.